0: Dude, don't be squared. What are you, nine? Nine squared.
1: Oh, 81. That's our show. Everybody. my name is scott
0: and i am scott George here on this and chanel on that welcome back everyone
1: yes welcome back to the show uh we
0: uh, we told you last week that we wanted you to email us suggestions for the openings and i'm telling you we're getting desperate we need those suggestions
1: seriously nine squared come on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you can email your suggestions to scott at edgycation.org or, or you
0: can email them to me at scott Duarte, scottduarte at education.org.
1: Or you can go to the website, uh, which just check the into the email address and leave us a uh, comment at the shows on any of the shows. Uh, we read them all um, using the discuss thing. And or seismic, if you want to leave us a video, or my Chingo if you want to leave us an audio comment
0: so many options,, yes. so many options, yes, because that's what we're all about.
1: yes, happy new year, Christmas holiday <laughs> Kwanzaa yeah, Hanukkah hanukkah, Etc. what else exactly, whatever falls now. So this will probably be the last show that we'll put up for this year. Um, And uh, tune in right away at the beginning of next year, and we will have more good stuff coming to you then. Oh, this is news, isn't it? News! You got to say all that again now? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to do our year in review um, episode where we just run all the episodes back-to-back Continuously.
1: The file's too big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and boring. And, so,
1: and we can't lower the quality any further. <laughs> I mean, the content.
0: That's what you meant.
1: That's mm-hmm. what you meant. So you got any other news?
0: Mm, nah. nah. It's snowing again. <laughs> there, There is a law of nature mm-hmm. in Michigan that says that during wintertime, Snow must be on the ground. So for the past couple of days, it hasn't snowed and most of the snow melted. So we got a, a fresh five inches overnight yeah, to uh, cover it back up.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah you, and in April, when it's still snowing, you'll be so happy.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy now. Yes. Yes. So um, that's my news.
1: Cool. Uh, let's see, there's not much going on here. We're pretty much wrapping up the semester uh, at the school. And uh first semester of the grad or the doctoral program is wrapping up as well, although panic ensues at this point. Um, Doesn't it always ensue, yep, usually? Yep. Uh, let's see, upcoming events. Uh, TESOL in Denver. Uh, everybody out there, get uh, your stuff together and Head out to the Mile High City and stuff like that and yeah.
0: Get a mile high.
1: Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh.
0: Huh? What? No. Huh?
1: Okay. <laughs> and with that, we'll just wrap the news up. Here we go. <laughs> Alright, so uh let's see. Today we are going to be talking about dictionary z. z-, z-, z. Ziz. We're
0: we're bringing you we're we're pulling out all the stops for this last one of the year. That's right. <laughs> See, it
1: goes it goes in for the square thing like we were going at the beginning because you know the people who carry read the dictionary you know all of that mm. good stuff. That's
0: true. That's true. Okay, so what about dictionaries are we going to be discussing?
1: Well, in particular, I want to take a look at the use of dictionaries in class by students, um, and uh, We'll start with uh, your thoughts on them because mine will become clear pretty quick. What do you think do about want students?
0: To, hmm? Do we want to focus on reading or writing or combo points of yeah. both? Sure. Speaking, listening?
1: You's, you's, you ever had students use dictionaries in speaking and listening?
0: Mm, when I give them ri- readings to To, to use. listen to. No, but they will read it and then we will discuss it as a class.
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah.
0: But, no, but that still not counts often. as a reading not for me. That is counting as reading. Yep. I was just trying to be difficult and then you called me on it. Thanks.
1: Really. <laughs> hey, no worries. That's what I am here for.
0: <laughs> okay, so
1: um, Reading and Writing, primarily.
0: Okay. What do I think? I I dislike if they are going to have dictionaries I want them to have a 400 pound English to English paper dictionary 40, that's what I want Four hundred. maybe pounds. not 400 pound maybe just the standard um, who has a good one?
1: Oxford? Longman?
0: Uh, Oxf- um, Oxford student dictionary is a great dictionary mm. and that, that's my dictionary of choice Mm-hmm. Um, co-built, I think it's Co-built. Also has a student dictionary. They Longman do. has a student dictionary. Yeah, and those more than just standard dictionaries are great. But I mean, they're heavy little suckers. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're not light.
1: They're now, not light. Of those that you mentioned, the uh, the Long the Longman um, American Students Dictionary is the one that uh-huh. I recommend. If this if the students actually ask me for what dictionary should i buy that's the one that's i recommend it's the yellow cover right? it's the yellow cover yeah um mm-hmm. it uh, it's nice cuz the even though the meanings the the definitions are simplified a little bit um it still has a pretty good range of uh range of vocabulary in it and uh stuff like that a lot of the electronic dictionaries are you seeing a lot of electronic dictionaries there
0: yeah from all my japanese and korean students <laughs>
1: So, yeah, the Japanese dictionaries are genius and uh, wisdom. And I can't remember what the other one's called. There's one more of them. But electronic that's, dictionaries that's are nice. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. For the ones built, bought, bought in Japan. Um, but mm-hmm. you can get them in the U.S. too. You just got to go to specialty shops and that.
0: Right, right.
1: But, but the, the, the key is the English-English dictionaries. Those are almost acceptable. Mm-hmm. So my, my overview opinion is uh, dictionaries are fantastic, they're great, they're wonderful, but they don't belong in my classrooms. Okay, why is that? Um, primarily because in the class I, foc- I want students to start focusing on uh, gaining vocabulary based on context right and making educated guesses and it's you know that's that's basically a kind of muscle you know the students really have to develop that skill um mm-hmm. because it's not something that you can just drop into i mean you really need to be able to take a look at all right what part of speech is this What's what's it doing in the sentence is it important is it not important etc
0: i mean i agree there there's a lot of times in my class that i tell students close your dictionaries Stop relying on them because they're just. And I mean, most of my actually, all the the Chinese students also have electric, electronic dictionaries. Also, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. so
0: I mean, they're just looking up word after word after word, right? And they're just getting stuck in this rut and hampering all learning.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're if you're looking up each word. And a lot of them do, even words that they know, they, they look them up because, oh, wait, no, we'll, we'll check it just to make sure I understand what I'm talking about. But then they don't read the whole entry. They read right. the first definition in the entry and, and then stop and be like, well, that doesn't make any sense in this sentence. Huh, I must not understand the whole thing and then basically give up on it.
0: Right. Which, I mean, I I think there's strong... Uh, need for um, dictionary skills and hmm. practice, which is basically looking at the word in context and choosing the correct definition.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: And um, the for today series, it's concepts for today's issues, for today's for today um, themes for today. It's one series with. uh Five book series, and in each chapter, they have just a one page of dictionary skills.
1: Oh, not not just a gloss.
0: No, 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 no. Hmm. And so that's just that's part of each chapter, and they have to do that every single time. And I think there's there's need for it because students will get lazy, and I laugh when I whenever I think about that because. And when I was teaching in high school in New York City and I had my vice principal was doing an observation mm-hmm. and that's what I was teaching that day. Oh,
1: because, dictionary
0: skills. Yeah, dictionary skills because they had been horrible at them <laughs> in previous in their um, vocabulary journals and everything that I called said, okay, we need to stop. We need to do this. And she uh, I'm still pissed off at her today. She stopped me in the middle of the lesson. You can't do this. The and I mean, basically chewed me out for it, mm. which A, even if it was a wrong lesson to do, you never do that to a teacher while they're in front of their class, ruining their credibility. Yeah And B, she was wrong
1: <laughs> because <laughs> they. Needed- This work. Right. So advice for upcoming teachers. You ready? If you have somebody who's your boss, some people aren't going to like this. I don't care. Uh, If you have somebody who's your boss who is watching your class and they are getting up to start interrupt, start to interrupt, just say, excuse me, this is my classroom. I'm afraid I need you to leave now. And kick them out of the room. You're going to pay for it later, one way or another. But when when, later on, when they get ready to chew you out, just say, look, it's my classroom. I have to show control the whole time. They're like wild animals, and you can't show fear. Right. (laughs) And that's true.
0: Your students will admire you much more for it. And I think your boss, if he or she has an intelligent head on their shoulders, will understand and probably should say, oh, you're right, I'm sorry, it was wrong lesson, but I shouldn't have done that or started to do that. Right,
1: right, yeah. You might
0: say, um, you might not kick them out of your class, but say, can you please refrain, we'll have our discussion after class.
1: That's a good idea. That's probably safer than what I recommended. Something about booting your supervisor out there just to warm fuzzies.
0: Or, and and we'll just end end this little rant right here. Before the observation begins, just establish the rules of it.
1: Ooh, much smarter. Go with that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Say, tell your boss that just there should be some kind of understanding that if things are not um working if the boss thinks that things are not working well short of students stabbing each other and and a fight breaking out or something that all comments should be withheld until the um observation
1: conference yep afterward absolutely dictionaries dictionaries yes
0: <laughs> dictionaries
1: now that we've given you advice on how to irritate your supervisors <laughs> back to the dictionaries um yeah i dictionary skills is a, would be a really good way to go um and I'd like to see more of that however uh i the the students rely on them too much, and so I don't generally let them use it in class at all. Um, And if I do let them use it in class, it really does need to be the English-English dictionaries.
0: Right. Yeah, I am—we actually have a rule here. It's it's on the books that they're supposed to have an English-to-English paper-based dictionary. But I did not enforce that, but I shall enforce that next semester.
1: Hmm.
0: Because— the reason why I like paper-based dictionaries, the electronic dictionaries are good because a lot of them have the Webster's Dictionary or Longman's or Oxford's uh, loaded into there. But they don't come really with the, – the greatest thing about the student dictionaries are the example sentences.
1: Uh, right, 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 right.
0: So they have the, the word in context of how it's supposed to be used for that Definition.
1: Yeah, and that that's much more common on in the paper. Although it is starting to be seen in the electronic ones, in the better electronic dictionaries, you're starting to get uh, context-based examples.
0: But also, the the paper dictionaries are good because the students have no choice but to use English English. Because yes, their electronic dictionary has English English, but they're always using. Uh, English to, to Japanese or to Korean or whatever, or even worse, Korean to English.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so they'll they'll look it up and they'll write this word, and I'll say, I've never heard of that word before, and they're like, No, it's in my dictionary. I'll say, Look up that word in the English to English section, <laughs> and it's not in there. So I have no clue what words they're pulling out of their electronic buttockses. <laughs> I, what is that? Got Arses. You and um, because you, you can't find them in the English to English section.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're really, usually it's what I find is uh, very, very archaic stuff. Stuff mm-hmm. that just really hasn't been used for a hundred years. <laughs> right. And so, yeah.
0: But I, I am in favor um, for them in in certain aspects of it
1: well if if the students can develop the skills to skills i i don't know if it skills is even the right word i think habit is better mm-hmm. you know they need to develop good habits for using dictionaries and uh, teachers should encourage good habits for using dictionaries um so such as reading the entire entry and stuff like that the one thing i do like about the paper based ones is um paper-based dictionaries is the, the serendipity factor. The the while you're looking up one word, another word happens to catch your eye and you kind of spend a little time with that one as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which you don't get near as much with the electronic ones. True. And that's what makes sure. Wikipedia so cool. Wikipedia, not you.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That's true, that's true. Um, and before I went off on that little sound bite, I lost my train of thought and my right great, right, I don't know what it was I was going to say.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I think dictionaries in the classroom, I keep it to a bare, bare minimum.
0: Well, and so let's say that's for the reading section. For the writing section, you need it, but there's a lot of times when I'll tell the students, okay, close your dictionaries, no dictionaries, just write, because it ruins their fluency. Right. I'm trying to develop – we always talk about reading speed, but they also need to have writing speed as well. And so if they're constantly looking up words in their dictionary – they're just going to ruin that thinking ability. Right, right. That that fluency of getting the English words down on paper. And it's a very critical skill for, especially for academia, where they're taking tests they're not allowed dictionaries in the first place. Right. um, But they only have a certain amount. And I'm not just talking about TOEFL and TOEIC and whatever else. I'm talking about mainstream... English class uh, courses in regular universities that a lot of these students are trying to get into.
1: Right, right. Yeah, chapter and tests, so, unit tests, uh, none of that stuff. They mm-mm.
0: Exactly. So it's all timed writing, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's another important skill that closing the dictionary will definitely help.
1: Yep, and I think for writing essays, dictionaries can be fine in the second and third drafts when uh, you have a phrase that you want to that you want to uh, replace with something a little bit more elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, or
0: once they get their their thoughts out, they can start going through the dictionary. Hopefully, it has a thesaurus with it and getting rid of some of the repetitive words.
1: Right. Right. Which brings me to the other half of the dictionary thing, which is, uh, and you mentioned it, the co dictionary. The co dictionary is a collocation dictionary. And so okay. uh, collocation dictionaries, for those of you who are just uh, starting out, are dictionaries that use common word pairs. Um, and the example that I gave you earlier was really stupid, Um you didn't have to give
0: me an example. I knew exactly what it was, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: I, I was my I was dreaming. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything. Give me give me an example. Help. First rate. First rate. There you go. There you go. So usually when you see first with something, there there are some word combinations that first doesn't work with. Right. First loser wouldn't work very well. But first rate is going to be a much higher percentage, and so those those common pairings are in the dictionaries that, uh, that are in collocation dictionaries. So they give a word, and then they give a list of words that are common with that word, either before it or after it. And so these are really useful for writing. It's a little thesaurus-y, but um, they're based on uh, corpus, but I can't remember what corpus it is that they're based on. You wouldn't happen to know, would you
0: I would not
1: okay i wouldn't um but yeah, collocation dictionaries are uh are useful, particularly for second second draft writing um because that way students can go through and find the the odd word combinations that uh that that they have put in there and, and double check them against. Um double check them against what uh what they they want to say.
0: Okay, so for example, um you look up the word ideas, they would have full of bright ideas, uh bounce ideas, generate ideas, explore ideas, wacky ideas.
1: Right, right.
0: Things like that.
1: But not fishy ideas. No. I mean, it, I
0: have fishy ideas yeah that's...
1: it's it's a possible combination, but it's a low priority sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. so um, you're not going to find it in in an academic paper, probably, although now people will <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the, the collocation dictionaries are are really good, in particular for uh for second and third drafts and for peer for peer review as well.
0: But I mean, that's kind of a specialty dictionary,
1: yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not
0: a standard
1: one. Right. so but I'm thinking about you know having students uh, maybe start to use them as primary dictionaries because if you have enough of the collocation stuff, like the examples that you just gave, um, you can really get a much better idea of what the the meaning and usage of the word is um, than possibly from a regular from a regular dictionary.
0: True, as long as they know what the definition of the regular word is.
1: That's true. (laughs) Caveat,
0: (laughs) caveat. So they both got their place. Yep. They both got their place. But And I don't think it's good to banish them outright Mm. in, in the classroom. I mean, students do need them. But if they are working with it, they need a... Second language to the second language dictionary. I won't say English to English. I mean, if you're in a Spanish class, then you need a Spanish to Spanish dictionary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of your first language to that second language. I don't think that's as good.
1: Certainly not as useful.
0: Maybe in the lower level. Yeah. But when they start getting into intermediate to high intermediate classes, they need a strong uh, English to English, or what have you, well, dictionary.
1: You know, it's kind of along the lines of the immersion idea. Um, the the close, the sooner you can get into full on like lang- just that language, the better off you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, if you keep using the the L one to L two dictionaries, uh, the longer you stay on that crutch, the longer it'll take you to get off of it. You know, it's, to a certain degree, you just need to kind of cut the chain. There's a lot of metaphors in there.
0: <laughs> I was trying to work between the two. <laughs> Touches and chains. And... To me. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we would like to ha- hear your ideas on dictionaries in the classroom.
1: Absolutely. Do you allow them, not allow them? What kind of dictionaries do you use? What kind of dictionaries do you recommend?
0: Publishers again, send us money. Yes. And again, <laughs> you can send us those comments at ScottDuarte at education.org
1: or Or Scott at the same address. And uh, of course, come come see the site. We're getting new stuff in all the day. Uh all day, all the time, all the all the daytime. <laughs> <coughs> all the time of days. Um let's see. Uh we got uh update, yeah. Got an update from uh Jackie in Korea and of course the uh address I think it's English teacher in Korea uh-oh I don't remember but it just cuz it just came this morning but if you go to the website and look under comments for that show it's there the link is there and ready to go cool Are you checking Yeah
0: but I don't remember where the
1: I want to say it was under the, the last show. Second is well, it's under the it's under the it's at the bottom right corner of each episode.
0: Okay, one comment, but they don't show the comments. That's right. ESL we, teacher in Korea dot blogspot dot com. Say it one more time. W dot um, no Blogspot. Com.
1: Yay! So everybody, go check that out. Uh, particularly if you're interested in uh, in uh, teaching in Korea. So there's that. And we did get a Machingo, but uh, I think we're not going to play it this time because I don't have it prepared. <laughs> but uh, thank you for sending that in. Appreciate it. All right. Is there anything else?
0: No, no, I think we are golden.
1: Beautiful. Happy holidays Wait, everybody. Laughing. That was the last show, yeah. No, that wasn't the last show. The eighties was the that's last show. It was two shows ago. Okay, sorry. You're senile. I am. In Square. And nine. Square. Which is eighty-one <laughs> in dog years.
0: <laughs> and with that,
1: we shall <laughs> bring an end to your agony.
0: Have a happy holiday. And happy new year. Yes. If we don't get to you before uh, January 1st. Yep. And we shall see you next year. Absolutely. Happy new year, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening. Take care.
1: Yep.